the League of Women Voters of Dane County, and Madison City Channel present Know Your Candidates. Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the Dane County League of Women Voters. My name is Diane Martin-Liebert, and I'm here, I'm here to talk to Nathan Judnick and Steve King, Alderman uh, candidates for District 7. Welcome and thank you for being um, here today. Um, we're going to start off your, uh, your interview with each of you with a, have three minutes to give opening statements that answer the following question. What is your professional, educational, and civic background that qualifies you for the City Council and why are you running? And we'll start with you, Nathan. Okay. Well, good evening, everyone. I want to thank the Madison Channel, City Channel, as well as League of Women Voters of Dane County for hosting this event. Uh, you both provide a great service uh, to everyone here in Madison, and uh, we really appreciate what you do for all of us. As far as my, uh, my background, um, I was born and raised in south, southeast Wisconsin, small town of Kewaskum, mother of a school teacher, my dad a union factory worker, so uh, for over 25 years. And after graduating uh, from Kewaskum High School, chose to attend uh, UW-Green Bay, where I studied uh, public administration and political science, uh, focusing on uh, public policy and, and budgeting issues up there. Um, while, while in college, I was active in the student government, representing students for Resident Hall and Apartment Association, as well as a student senator, and uh, really enjoyed my time uh, doing that. Um, after graduating from uh, UWGB, I decided to, to attend law school, and I went to uh, Drake University Law School in Des Moines. And, and while there, I had the opportunity for, for lots of, of great experiences in the, uh, the legislative side and, and, and representing uh, individuals. Uh, working with uh, State Senator Jack Hatch as an intern, as well as working with the Iowa League of Cities, um, interning with them while in law school, as well as paying the bills um, by uh, clerking for a well-respected uh, firm in, in downtown Des Moines. Uh, during law school, I was a pr elected president of the Delta Theta Phi Professional Law, fr law Fraternity, which is an organization that does a lot of philanthropy, uh, focuses on social, uh, social, social interaction, student support services, and things like that. Um, after graduating from law school, my, my wife and I decided to settle back here in, in, in Wisconsin and thought Madison would be a, a great place to, to raise our family. Uh, after sitting and passing the bar exam here, I started working for the uh, State Elections Board, uh, now the Government Accountability Board, which has obviously been in the news a lot lately. Uh, working there on the election side, I'm training uh, local election officials and public officials on the election processes across the state and now a campaign finance uh, auditor uh, dealing with uh, local and uh, state elected officials, uh, their campaign committees, uh, PACs, and conduits. Um, in my current role, you know, I assist those candidates and over 2,500 uh, elected officials dealing with uh, their financial disclosure as well as helping file their campaign finance reports and all the different uh, lobbying disclosure that's, that's uh, required. Currently in my community, I'm currently the secretary of the Sandstone Ridge Homeowners Association. I'm a member of the Dane County Bar, Wisconsin State Bar, as well as a member of the uh, of St. Maria Heredi Parish. Uh, while I, while I, why do I want this job? Uh, I think as a resident of Madison, a family man and state employee, I understand the community's need for a responsive and accountable leadership. Uh, we need leaders that will work with, with others, listen to their constituents, and really keep our community engaged. I love Madison, I have a vested interest here, and uh, really want to keep our streets safe, 
create greater economic opportunity, economic opportunities and, and keep Madison great. I'm confident my educational background, my experiences uh, will help me in my, in my uh, pursuit of being an alderman. Next two years are going to bring a lot of challenges and I think I have the skills and I'm willing to take on this challenge. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Steve? Um, I too would like to thank the League of Women Voters for the service they provide fighting these forums for candidates and, and what they do for some of the important issues too. I'm Steve King and I've uh, lived in the 7th District on Madison's far southwest side for about 12 years now, quite literally since before it was a district. Uh, in my day job, I'm the Organizational Development Manager at St. Mary's Hospital, responsible for team building, leadership development, and a host of other, other duties as assigned. I'm in my rookie term as Alder, um, was elected in 2009, and I'm a homeowner in the Heather Glen neighborhood on the far south, far south side of the district. Um, as Alder, I have several committee assignments, uh, uh, two of them related to um, transportation, zoning rewrite, uh, solid waste advisory, the redistricting committee, city county liaison, and I'm also on the adjunct um, committee, the Madison Transportation Planning Board. Uh, depending on what's going on, obviously I attend a lot of other meetings. Uh, if there's big projects, we all have to attend uh, other things as, as assigned or as, as needed. When I sat here two years ago, uh, I talked about the same themes that really haven't changed. Uh, we get a lot of emails, phone calls, and I attend a lot of neighborhood association meetings, and they all converge on public safety, taxes, and traffic. Traffic's an especially interesting one for my district. If I thought I knew anything about those issues then, it's nothing to com compare to what I've learned since. I've made my share of mistakes along the way, and I've done my best to have a dialogue with constituents who are involved in the district. I definitely thought it would be easy to affect change in some of these areas, but the democratic process in Madison's pretty uh, demanding, and it's, it's a lot of give and take. And it's, it's pretty complex, especially when you realize we're in a soundbite culture, and most of these things are um, issues that need a lot deeper understanding to get through. I love to sit around and talk about big issues like the budget, overture, Edgewater, and unions, um, but being an alder, I realized is a lot more than that. It's about a homeowner who calls because they live on a cul-de-sac and they got plowed in by the, by the, by the plow. Um, it's about someone who calls and says, hey, there's a microwave that's been sitting out on the terrace for about three months, can you try to get rid of it? It's someone who says, my neighbor built a fence too high or in the wrong place. Uh, it's, a, it's a group of neighbors uh, up the hill from me that want to put a community garden on an unused park green space. That's the thing about an alder that um, really spend, you spend a lot of time on and the part I, I will thoroughly say uh, that's what I enjoy the most. I love living in Madison, the scenery, the opportunities, even the change of seasons. And, but I essentially, uh, like Nathan, I love the quality of life here. Uh, public safety, crime, attracting good businesses, revitalizing and strengthening our neighborhoods, they're all the same issues that I want to continue to work on. As a lifelong, a longtime resident of the 7th District, I understand these things from the inside out, and I've been involved and I've rolled up my sleeves with community involvement. I've done the Madison Citizens Police Academy, Leadership Greater Madison. Uh, sometimes I even go out and pick weeds in traffic islands. I've, I've done it all, and I look forward to doing more and being involved in the solutions. Okay, thank you. Now, Stephen, it's, uh, you get this question. Possible cuts in aids to municipalities are looming issues for the city as a whole. How do you think the council should prepare to address it? That's a great question and uh, one that's really come to the fore a lot already in council discussions. Um, we're going to get hit hard. Uh, the likelihood, for instance, just to take one area, there's a possibility, and I hope this is not true when we're done with 
airing these episodes, mm -hmm. that we could lose $7 million in transit aids. Some, most of that related to buses. As someone who lives in a district and lives in a neighborhood that's fully one mile from the nearest bus stop already, to think that we're gonna have to ratchet down that service uh, more is gonna be hard. <coughs> so we're gonna have some tough challenges ahead. And it's very clear, we've already, I know I've kind of talked to the mayor already and talked with his staff and talked with fellow alders. We are gonna have to have some kind of a mid-year plan. We are not gonna be able to wait until November for all of these cuts to hit us, and we've gotta prepare now. There might be attritioning, uh, you know, thoughtfulness about attrition in city departments. There's gonna to have to be some cuts to things that we put in the budget last year. Uh, we're gonna to have to make some sacrifices on capital projects, for instance, and how we're planning for those things. So there are a number of areas that we're really <coughs> gonna to have to take a, a very thoughtful look. and. Um, and I'm going to say it's going to be challenging. We're, we are, no one is going to be um, untouched by the changes we're going to have to, um, to deal with. Thank you. I agree with Steve. I think, <coughs> I think there's no way the city can, can really wait until till the next budget, budget talks to, to really make, make some, some tough choices. Um, you know, the, the balancing of all the different interests out there and trying to, to keep our social programs and our, our public services strong. Yet, you know, trying to put money into the future and, and try and invest in, in good, high-quality capital projects that the city needs to continue to grow, it, it's going to be probably the toughest thing aldermen are going to face. I mean, the, the budget is, is going to be, it, it's, it's going to be one of those things that's going to, it's possibly going to divide some people. You know, you have people that, uh, that really want to, to push for their, for their, their social programs, and uh, I think we're going to really have to take a look at some of the, some of the discretionary spending and see where we can cut, uh, cut some, of the, some of the fat and some of the things maybe we can, can push to, to future years where, where um, if we can get by on, on something, maybe, maybe get by on something that, uh, that their, an existing budget had maybe the, the previous year or the year before instead of maybe giving them that increase. We have to take a look at, at some of those, those situations and see what we can do to, to really uh, try and tighten our belts. Um, you know, it's, it's going uh, to be challenging. Um, I think, uh, and always looming too, is always the, the debt out there that we've been taking out over the last four or five years. You know, it's been increasing uh, almost, from my, my estimations, maybe maybe 20%, it'll be part of about 20% of our operating budget, you know, if, if we don't, in about five years, if we don't do something about that too. So I think, uh, I think there's lots of choices out there. I think, uh, you know, you have to, to really sit down and crunch the numbers and see where we can tighten our belts. And it's, it's going to be tough. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, thank you. Nathan, you get this one. What do you think the city should, at a minimum, priori prioritize during very lean times? You know, Madison is uh, one of those cities that people really like their, their, their core services. Um, you know, we, we, we as residents admittedly pay a, a lot of taxes. We really do. And, and in return, in our investment for paying for taxes, we appreciate and, and we we want to have at least core services, you know, the, the garbage pickup and the recycling pickup at curbside, the, um, you know, brush and things like that, the, the services that you see um, on, on the curbside that really affect people's quality of life. So I think uh, maintaining core services is probably uh, one of the things, you know, the, the core services for, for just the basic, uh, the basic quality of life issues that people really, really enjoy on a day-to-day -day basis has to, be, has to be one of the priorities. Um, you know, the, the other capital projects, I think, too, in revitalizing our city, um, looking at ways to, to, to expand the, you know, the East Wash Corridor and the Park Street Corridor and things like that, I think, I think they're important. 
but if, if, if they are on the chopping block um, and be able to, to push to, to future years, I think we may have to, to, to prioritize that a little bit less than, than some of the core services and social services that our, our residents really have come to, to expect and, and kind of rely on. And I think we owe it to them. You know, I think uh, they do, they're still taxpayers. Everyone's trying to tighten their belt, but they still deserve those core services that, are, that the city can, can provide, and I think they should. Well, I, th I, I agree it's core services, but I think that's the answer in both lean times and non-lean times. And uh, we're going to be in for an era that's going to be continually lean from now on. So the emphasis is going to be on core services. Uh, but the majority of the city budget already is in core services, and that's where the problem is going to come. The majority of social services are in the county budget. Uh, the mat you know, a lot of times I think people get confused uh, or, or assign blame and in different places. They get their tax bill and the city of Madison often sends out the tax bill and the city of Madison isn't the number one person on the tax bill in terms of giving out the taxes. It's schools and it's um, and the county has a big share and MATC has a share and we're gonna get hit from all sides. They're gonna take they're gonna take hits um, and we're gonna take hits and we're gonna have to make some tough choices around the fringes even in core services. How are the police deployed? How, how, how many are people are on shifts? I mean those are the things that are really going to start to be challenges for elders. We already have cut a lot of stuff out. We've uh, reduced brush collection. We've already started even on some of those things to make city government more efficient. So what the challenges that we have ahead are going to be even harder and we're really going to have to engage in a thoughtful debate. This again, this is not going to be a soundbite issue. We're going to have to do a good job as leaders in the city of marshalling through that support and getting people to talk about it and getting people to thoughtfully consider what sacrifices they're willing to make. Okay, thank you. Okay, Steve. Um, you're the next one. What do you think are the two or three most important issues facing your district that should be addressed by city government and that you intend to work on as an alder? Well, I'll tell you one. This is one of my learning uh, experiences at being an alder. Uh, I think I, when I went into it two years ago, I thought, you know what? The biggest thing is, and I said this, there's a big swath of the district that isn't covered by neighborhood associations. We have nine fairly active neighborhood associations, and I thought everyone should be covered by a neighborhood association. Well, I've learned that's pretty difficult. I had a neighborhood association meeting last night, and it's the most active participation. They have the highest participation rate of any neighborhood association, and it's in the 50s. Um, it's been really difficult to, to kind of engage that kind of support, so it's kind of incumbent to trying to figure out other ways to get people involved in the process when we talk about neighborhood crime issues and public safety. And even when you go down to the neighborhood level about traffic, which is a, one of the top concerns on the Westside Police District survey, traffic is number one. It has been for years now. Uh, people are, con are, have varying degrees of um, interest in, do they want speed bumps? Do they want traffic islands? Who's going to maintain those things? Uh, where should they be placed? A lot of times we get involved in those bigger issues in the city and we don't think about the neighborhood level and that's really where the rubber meets the road in the city. And uh, as an alder, I've, I've found that particularly challenging to engage that support, to try and, try and work with people to maintain the momentum because the fact of the matter is, it takes a while to get through the city process. So uh, it's not like a neighborhood association has a meeting and says, we want to get speed bumps in this area. They, they, it takes a while and there's a prioritization and we're involved in an entire city that's trying to prioritize the same things. Okay, thank you. Nathan? Well, you know, as, as a father, you know, and a husband, you know, nothing really is more important to me than, than keeping our community safe. Um, 
you know, talking and going out and knocking on doors and talking to residents in, in our district. You know, right now, keeping, keeping kids and, and, and property safe has been very important, especially with some recent events, you know, going on in some of our district. It's really shaken the confidence of, of some of our residents. And, uh, you know, they need, they need that confidence in their own home, that, that, that sense of safety. Um, I think, you know, I think one way to maybe address, you know, some of the, the, the cuts we might have to face on, on the police side, maybe some neighborhood watch organizations. You know, I know there's some out there right now, but, you know, getting, getting those people involved and trying to, to, you know, we do it kind of informally right now. We all have email addresses for all of our neighbors, and we, we try to talk about, you know, what's going on and give each other tips. But I think as an alder, maybe, you know, we can do a little more to facilitate some neighborhood watch organizations in the district and, and try and pull that together to, to, to help, the, to help the, the police department in their efforts as well to keep us, keep us safe. You know, I'd like to see an incre increase in some of the patrols as well, too. I understand budgets will be tough, but I think an increased presence by the Madison Police Department in some of the key areas like our parks and, and some of the areas where trouble has, has occurred in the past might also be helpful, and I think that's a, a huge issue uh, for residents in the district right now. And Steve's touched on another one that I've thought about, you know, transportation issues. You know, it really is uh, one of those situations on, on the outer outskirts of, of, of the metro system. There's maybe there's two two bus routes, and if you get on it, you're on it for at least at least an hour, and maybe even more to get down to the square. And people just don't have that time. You know, they need to. We need more routes out there if we're going to to increase the the public ridership of the metro. And I think uh, I think that's one way to to, to try and and alleviate you know some of the, uh, the 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 traffic issues as Steve has mentioned and Beltline congestion as well as help the environment with less cars on the road. Um, and finally, I, I think and we've talked about before, but it's just those quality of life issues that that just seem to bug people sometimes. You know, the garbage pickup and road maintenance and getting plowed in and the snow maintenance and making sure that roads are, are clear and safe. Um, you know, we admittedly, once again, pay lots of taxes. and We expect those services to, to kind of reflect that investment. So I think overseeing and financially supporting the best we can those core services really uh, can, can go a long way in helping people with the feel that they have a good quality of life and continue to have a good quality of life here, here in Madison. So. Okay. Now you get the next one. Okay. Why do you see your, why do you see yourself as the best candidate for balancing neighborhood district business and overall city resident interests that are often contentious? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think the question really uh, really states it best. You know, there is there is that balance. Um, you know, it really is a balancing act. Uh, probably one of the most ch challenging jobs I think, as Alder and Steve can probably attest to is trying to balance all the different interests that are out there. You know, you have your neighborhood, you have the city overall, you have your, your constituents, you have business, the businesses out there that, that also want to want your ear and have, have interests in, in how the city does business. So um, I, I think uh, when it comes right down to it, you know, constituents and, and having good communication with your constituents and is one way to, to do that. And I think uh, as an attorney, I deal with people every day. I talk to them on the phone. I solve problems. I, you know, and, and I'm a trained problem solver. I mean, that's what we do. And, you know, I think uh, that's what makes me a, a, really, a really good candidate. You know, I know how to make tough decisions. I know how to look at outcomes and try and figure out, you know, what the best decision for, for um, you know, the situation that we have, what the, what the best outcome could be for the city, for the situations that we have. So, you know, and I, and I want to be a, a responsive, responsive uh, leader, you know. 
getting out and communicating with our, our residents. You know, I have kind of a techie junkie, so I, I really like Facebook and Twitter and, you know, keep my website updated and things like that, which I think is a good way to communicate with residents. And uh, if elected, I intend to do that. You know, a, a newsletter to try and keep people informed of what's going on. You know, tweeting events, um, keeping, you know, agendas and how my voting record and, and ways to, to give feedback to me on my website as well as Facebook and Twitter. I think I think is a good way to kind of use the the, the modern technology to, to kind of to to, to uh, move move the city in in a positive direction. Okay, thank you. Uh, I think uh, like Nathan, I have this similar uh, kind of background in my work environment where I have to do a lot of this collaboration and uh, you know kind of creative problem solving a lot. Uh, working in healthcare, working with nursing units, working with leaders all over all over the organization. But I want to kind of focus in and give an example because there's one that's very recent in my mind that I think kind of demonstrates some of the problems and issues that you have to deal with as an alder. We, we have a comprehensive plan in Madison and we have a neighborhood development plan uh, on the far southwest side. And it was written in the early 90s. It was written before Wingra Stone gave up all of its development, uh, put in all of the development on the Fitchburg side of our district. And it was put in before Verona started rezoning re everything on the other side of our district. And if we want to actually be serious about economic development in my district, we're going to have to think about thoughtfully revising that code and, the, and that zoning map so that businesses can relocate in the empty parcels in our district. Otherwise, it's going to lay vacant and we're going to have all of the benefits of the traffic from all of the development around our district like we already do, and we're going to have none of the tax growth uh, or tax base that we could generate. Well, that's going to be a discussion. We've already started that discussion. Started it last night with the, one of the neighborhood associations that's adjacent to one of the largest undeveloped lots. Talking about some of those potential uses, having those conversations. What are we going to do about traffic? All of the unintended consequences that come from it. What are the environmental impacts? Everyone's going to have a say in it, but we're going to have to make some tough challenges and we're going to have to reach some consensus or we're going to see all of that development go outside of the city of Madison. And that's not true everywhere in Madison, but it's particularly true on our side of town, on the southwest side, because we really are sandwiched in between two municipalities that are being very competitive and giving some pretty good incentives to get the development there. Thank you. Steve, this one is for you. What committees do you wish to serve on and why? <laughs> I know I can get rid of a few that I'm on, but uh, um, I, do, I do actually enjoy uh, serving on the transportation committees because uh, obviously with that, the interest in our district of dealing with some of the issues and the Highway PD project and Highway M and the Verona Road interchange, I like being involved in that discussion and being able to inform people about what's going on with those. Uh, I really um, aspire to be on the Economic Development Committee. Uh, I was pretty close to getting on that, but I actually had a conflict with a transportation committee assignment. So I'd, I think that of all of the ones that I'd like to transition into, that would probably be the, the one that I would have the greatest um, uh, impact on from background and from some of the projects I've worked on. And it would also be a natural extension from working on the zoning rewrite um, advisory committee, which uh, I've been active in, and they're restarting the process to kind of push that through the final, um, the final phases of what it needs to get past the council. So I think that would be a natural uh, fit for where I'm headed and where my interests lie and what would be most beneficial for the district. Okay, thank you. Nathan? I think me and Steve are you know, on the same page. I think we have very similar interests. You know, I think uh, just the district where we are and how we are sandwiched and just kind of the edge of, of current metro and uh, 
I think the transportation committees are would be a really good uh, good committee to sit on and, and get some of our our issues issues through. Um, you know the uh, the other committees. You know I might have some interest in. I know there are committees that deal with with uh, the elections and, and those processes. My background in being able to pretty much uh, a uh, well well versed in chapters five through twelve of Wisconsin state statutes, which which governs elections in all the municipalities. I think we could use my my skills there. Um, you know, economic development I think is important as well too. You know, that committee would be a, would be very important for for our district, as just as Steve had mentioned. You know, there is a lot of issues out there, and we are kind of sandwiched. I, I totally agree, and I've always wondered why some of the empty parcels in our district haven't uh, haven't you know haven't taken off. You know, they have those nice for sale signs, but nothing has really ever taken off. So, I think uh, looking into that and seeing what we need to do to, to try and make those changes. Um, to get some development into our neighborhood and the tax base, which is important, as Steve mentioned, um, I think is is important. And sitting on those those committees, I think would be would be beneficial. Thank you. Well, we're now kind of at the end of the of the half hour, and um, Nathan, we're going to start with you for the what for your one minute closing. Okay. Well, I want to once again thank uh, League of Women Voters of Dane County as well as the Madison uh, City Channel, and Steve, I want to thank him as well too. Um, you know, the massive protests and rallies here in Mass over the past uh, couple weeks is a sign that people really are concerned about their future um, and the future uh, of their children, um, which includes me as a pr proud resident of Madison, union member, husband, and a father. I'm concerned about the future of Mass, and, and that's why I'm running. You know, the protests and rallies here about rights of public employees and the ability to, to secure family-sustaining wages, safe workplaces, protections against workplace abuses. You know, and as a public employee, I stand in solidarity with our public and private employees alike that protect our citizens, educate our youth, and contribute to the success of this great city and state. I ask you for my support here in April. And for more information, please visit my website, check out my Facebook page, my Twitter account, and uh, all the other technology that I'm going to be using in the next uh, couple weeks to try and communicate with voters on what I want to do. I thank you for your time and, and your consideration. Thank, thank you. you. Steve? Hi, uh, I think there's a broad um, consensus on the issues facing Madison and particularly our district. Uh, we need fiscal responsibility. People are concerned about taxes. The average person in our district saw an 8% increase last year. Um, people are concerned about roads and traffic and they want good jobs and all that. But as much as I want to say the job of Alder is about some of the things that Nathan mentioned and about some of those bigger issues, a majority of the time is really spent at the neighborhood level, at the constituent level, dealing with concerns that they have, really digging in and rolling up your sleeves and having to work with that. I'm proud to have earned a wide variety of endorsements uh, kind of across the political spectrum. I'm especially proud to get the Chamber of Commerce's endorsement, uh, recognition for what I've been involved in my open-mindedness, my skills and experience, and what I've demonstrated so far as an alder. Citizens Police Academy, Leadership Greater Madison, a lot of other things, the Madison Diversity Roundtable that I've been involved with. And I've been involved in the community since before I was an alder, and just uh, added a lot more passion as I've gone into it deeper. Um, I pledge to work with you when you need help, to be an open communicator, and to be a good steward of your trust in taxes as we go forward and make these difficult decisions. Uh, like Nathan, I have a website too, and I, I urge you to go to that, look for updates, and also have um, a lot of other information coming to be, to be shared. Well, thank you. Unfortunately, we are now out of time, but I'd like to thank the candidates and the audience for being with us this evening. Um, I also want to remind everybody that Election Day is April 5th, and to please vote. And if you have any questions about voting or where to vote or uh, anything information like that, please contact the Dane County League at 
323, or no, 232, sorry, 9447. Again, I'm Diane Mart Martin Liebert, and thank you for being with us.